There's trouble brewing out in front of the saloon. Hey, they're gonna fight me, Jill. Look at them. They're about to go. I fired point blank. Watch this. Welcome to Crappy Anime Showdown. I am your host and referee, as always, Mike, joined by Jay and Ethan, as we get to talk about a delicious, exciting, enthralling, stupid return of Sorceress Stabber Orphan for its second season, The Battle of Kim Luck. Boys, did you have some fun? Yeah. It was fucking wild, dude. The Sorceress Stabbers were the orphans we met along the way. I'm, I'm your stabber. <laughs> Every, who stabber. isn't our stabber? Or, I'm you know, your I'm your sister. Stabber. I liked I liked learning a lot about how a lot of these things we heard in the titles are actual just titles in the show, yeah. <laughs> and it made me a lot happier knowing that. Um, anyway, I'm in just case here knew, for the headband that that one chick wears. <laughs> Uh, the the one that is also a death the rose instructor rose. yeah I the, don't know the why she has death that. instructor never gets old no it's so good every time I hear every it. every good, single dear. fucking like title <laughs> group any name in this is just the dumbest shit it's so uh, yeah. funny what's I what's the, the fucking girl's name the death instructor with the rose on her head is it like I don't remember it's something, like it, it, or something? oh it's Machen. No. That's right. I thought it was. Oh hilarious. yeah, her name is just the German word for girl. Yeah, her yeah name is she doesn't even get to be called Fraulein. She's just Machen. <laughs> she, she's well, his she's name Lady like, Girl. She's Girl Girl. My God. Oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> also, remember the. Uh, Wait, we uh, haven't done the intro yet. <laughs> the intro is simple. <laughs> It's about anime. In, ca- in case you're new, watch anime uh, <laughs> Get every here, week. Uh, Rude. Uh, in case you're new, this podcast is dedicating bit of garbage anime against each other to see which is the most deplorable while still being entertaining enough to watch. Uh, check us out on Twitter at CrappyAnimeSD. Anyway, continue that was on. the fastest you ever said that. that <laughs> well, you guys are going to jump right into it. So I guess I'll do it like one of those, those old commercials that go, this is all great news. And then you go, no, this is terrible. You're probably going to die. It's, it's going to kill you from the inside out. Please don't order this product. You're like, wow, I, I don't know what he said, but he probably was just selling me on it. Uh, anyway, yeah, we can talk about it. This was a great show. This was a great week. This is what Crappy Anime Showdown was made from. Mm-hmm. This is one of the originals. The OGs. True. I just wish that the man, the myth, the legend, McDougal could come back. Yeah. Well, we don't know. They're they're they've made a season three already this year, and they're currently making a season four. Yeah, like, season four it's is currently out. airing. Yeah. As we speak, it's like four they, episodes. We'll deep. never run okay, out but of McDougal did come back. Like they did show McDougal. They did. Like they were, it was <laughs> they so were like, great. It all starts with McDougal. It I was all like, started no with McDougal. It yeah. started. So, oh my God. so amazing. I can't believe he's pivotal. This this character with like the stupidest well, name I mean, just he, returns. Listen, he is stupid, but they're not wrong in that that was like a pivotal moment in the end. It's stupid that he was pivotal in the first place, but yeah, I mean, they're right. That's where they got the... The truly stupid part is how much sense his plan makes because his entire plan revolves around making guns so that they can fight back against those damn sorcerers Ooh, who have magic see, powers. We finally see our <laughs> yeah. second gun, by the way. Hey, it's yeah. just a regular flintlock pistol, baby. And, and Orphan as usual, can't catch guns, a fucking break. He gets shot. <laughs> guns also are apparently the way you beat sorcerers because it just shoots it's, yeah, it's the like rock, paper, scissors. Seems know? like it works pretty fucking good, no lie. It's funny, they're like death instructors were made to kill sorcerers. 
but we kind of suck at it, so we made guns. It's just a lot easier. <laughs> just yeah, really. Death instructors are all just like engineers, and <laughs> they've just been working on a secret tech, and it's just a Mac Nine. And you're like, oh my god, and they did it. Oh man. yeah, this whole season was full of fun and nonsense for the whole family to enjoy. Really, truthfully. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Where all you guys right, and start? we'll uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs> we'll start at the beginning. I mean. Okay. Uh, I have found exactly one episode list, and like it is not that helpful as synopsis. No, I but mean, I can, it is I hopefully enough. Come on, oh, buddy. you so, get out of your. Come on, you say you know it. Like it's just yeah, the it's easiest thing ever. Half of, oh, this, okay. half of this half of the season not. is them uh, getting to Kimlook, and now Kimlook that is and true. This is true is a place, arguably, arguably. <laughs> so if you remember from season one, which uh, most people probably won't. Um, this is the story of Orphan, also known as the successor of the Razor's Edge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's oh, called God, that for reasons that nobody can seem to explain, despite the fact that they say it every five minutes and occasionally even try to explain it to me. <laughs> I will still never understand why that is specifically his name. But basically, uh, it has something to do with the fact that um, some some really, really cool guy named Childman... Oh, what's his fucking last name? Power, we learned his last field, name. Powerfield? Powder, powder yeah, yeah, Powderfield. Powder <laughs> Childman Powderfield. He, he built his the name fact, like he's in all, so when we When we first learned his name was Childman, I, for some reason, just always assumed that was his last name. The fact yeah. that it is his first name makes me love him even more. Yeah, I don't exactly. know why I just thought his name was going to be like something Childman. No, his first name is Childman. Last name, Powderfield. What? They call okay. him Powder Kitty for short. <laughs> so confused. He also builds his name like like a German person would build a new word. He just looks <laughs> around him and composites it together. Childman, Powderfield. It's that stupid, and I know that you know we don't like to talk about this show, but it's the, the family guy joke where like Peter Griffin's eating somewhere he shouldn't be, and the guy goes, I don't yeah. see your name on the list. What's your name? He's like, uh, my name. He's looking down, he sees a P. He's like, P. Tear and then a griffin flies across there. Griffin, my name's Peter Griffin. Ah, frick. Is, uh, yeah, is that exa- I mean, he's just looking is. around. Damn. His it's name the end was, of, uh, It's the yeah. end of like unusual suspects or whatever, where he's just looking around at things and uh, or the usual suspects, where he's just like building a crime based on that's things right. In the that's background. right. Yeah, uh, I was making it all up. He was Kaiser Soze the whole time. <laughs> <sighs> Classic shit. Too bad is I mean, his mugshot okay, didn't come through the fax machine about fast the, enough. Can we talk about the fact that Scary Movie did a bit about Kaiser Soze and the guy had a limp, and in this movie, uh, uh, one name, the the guy, the Pope's son, like ended up having yeah. a limp because Orphan yeah. breaks his leg and he walks the exact same way as Doofy. Can we just talk about that for a <laughs> he second? He does It walk all like ties Doofy. in. <laughs> uh, but anyway, go ahead, Jay. Continue on. Kim Luck. It's a place. So, it's a place. That's <laughs> it what sure you said. That's place. where I so tell you arguably, off. You said arguably, arguably, look is a place. <laughs> so last last season, the entire thing was all about Osley. Remember Osley? It's when still he about Osley. Osley it's all not the time. It's still all about. Osley. I think it might be about Osley, <laughs> but it's kind of about Osley. So if you remember from last season, there was this really really simple thing that was going on, which was that this kid is the successor to the Razor's Edge, which means he's right. Childman's favorite you student. Do keep except he's actually Childman's second favorite student. Childman's real favorite student is Osley because she's cooler than you. She knows all the cool things that you don't know how to do. 
Yeah, except except those other learn, things that you we do. We learned that that's not true this season. Though. We we do, but yeah, but then yeah, in yeah. season one, she knew all the cool shit. Yeah, and she was she was she killing motherfuckers. She was killing things. She was breaking things. Nobody the knew what she was doing. Magic, white magic. And, and 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 fucking orphans' job was to take her out. And then he she turned into a dragon, but uh-huh. not. And then she switched bodies with Childman, but. Not no, and no, then she, she killed she Childman. She definitely did. I that think. Too. She okay. Did. She did. No, that. These are all. And she did yeah, kill yeah. Childman. She has she body did switch bodies and she did and kill Childman. Swapping and then she got powers. back to original bed. And she can create like duplicates of people that are younger and hotter. And she can do Wait, all what? kinds. Hold of on. Things. This one I don't remember. She can do that. Yeah, she made a clone of Orphan who was younger and hotter and better. And then they made him fight. And then Orphan. Oh my won. god, I forgot. What the and fuck? And then that happened. And yeah, it so, was like uh, like uh, she made like a. Did they call it a golem or a homunculus or something? I don't I do remember. vaguely remember this now. I mean, yeah. she probably called it a homunculus. That the the Japanese anime culture Homun- is obsessed with the word homunculus. And like I remember watching it from maybe as a kid and I was like, what the fuck is a homunculus? And I went looking, it's like, how did they find this word? And <laughs> like like yeah, I don't think I well, know anyone that knows this word. At least they don't call them human dolls or whatever they call them. This. Yeah, I guess it is better. It is actually <laughs> accurate too. It is a made yeah, yeah. person. So like it's it's fine. It's just funny. Like how did you stumble on this concept and I've never seen it before or even heard of it? I don't know. But anyway, that was season one. If that made no sense, don't worry about it. There's also a guy named McDougal in the woods where they find oh, a, a wolf puppy that turns into a cat uh, it's that called can a shoot dark lasers dragon. out of its eyes. It's actually Shut a up. dragon. Shut up! A deep dragon. I'm telling Sorry, the deep story. Dragon. Deep dragon. Anyway, so at the end of all of this, Orphan looks to the camera and says, I'm going to go find Osley and Kimluck. He has no reason to understand why she's going to Kimluck, and neither do we. So for the first half of this, we're on our way to Kimluck for reasons for that some nobody reason. knows. Yep. Um, there is a lot of rampant misogyny in the bit because uh, the little blonde-haired girl can't cook, and for some reason, everyone keeps eating her food over and over again, and it's bad, and they run that joke about 16 times in a season they that only that has joke. 11 episodes. Yeah, they love that joke. And uh, Orphan will just, he'll really fucking pop off, go goddamn, like, mask off whenever she gives him something or does anything. Because Orphan seems to only have two modes. One, killing people with magic. Two, yelling at women for ruining his life. And it's, you'd be surprised how often he does that second one. He's also very consistent at hating the one half of the uh, of the two dwarves that follow him around. He does hate really <laughs> just one of them. <laughs> Wait, to be fair, he is the most annoying one. So, which is another that bit sense. that they just will not give up in this show. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so basically, just to just to give a little thing here, we we we're going to we're going to fucking Kim look right. And halfway there, we run into uh, a very spooky, quote-unquote, theater. Now, this theater is of extreme importance to the writer, uh, but they do a very, very poor job of explaining what this theater is, does, is about. Uh, But instead of explaining any of that, they proceed to give you the origin story of this world's magic system, I think, about eight times. I do not understand why they feel the need to tell me where magic came from seven times and then never tell me why I should give a fuck about this theater. Does anyone anyone feel like that makes is a so thing? We know why we're supposed to care about the theater, but I don't know why they had to say it as many times as they did. Yeah, they they brought it up because it was part of um 
one of the race of dragons uh, ways to kind of save humanity was building that and the giant, uh, not the not the Tower of Fangs, but the other tower to kind of be humanity's like saving grace and way for them to strike back against anything well, that might fight them. Yeah, but we heard several things. So like the first thing we heard about the 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 thing, the whatever, the, the fucking theater is that it was just about like a play. And then yeah. you're uh, like, okay, well that's clearly not what that was. That it shouldn't be there and it wasn't on the map. Correct. Yes. It it was a play that was made for one specific like, you know, performance. And then it was supposed to be taken down and it's not taken down. And it's not on the map. And then you meet the first person that's like, uh, yeah, it was supposed to be taken down, uh, but it wasn't. And that was on purpose. They were hiding it for like this reason. You're like, what? Okay. And then you meet another person who's like, well, they were, it actually had nothing to do with the play. It had everything to do with the celestials. And you're like, okay, well, who the fuck are the celestials? And it turns out they're like a dragon race that was actually cared about, you know, humans and stuff like that. And they eventually died out. And you're like, all right, okay, there's celestials. And then eventually you're told because they run into these bots, these like dolls that are like trying to wipe out all of humanity, but also give a message to all of humanity about like like the final real reason why the theater's there and like the whole point of the theater was so humans would eventually find it and get told a special like prophecy and mm-hmm. i think that's actually what the theater's for that is and what it's for and i don't really remember why that's relevant but that's what i remember yes so from what i understand and we'll we'll kind of work backwards here but hundreds of years in the past Childman was sent into the future by a goddess, and yep. that goddess's sole thing the was that... Sister Asteria is her name. Yeah, she Asteria. wanted... Yeah, she was the one who kind of, like, stole fire from the gods and taught people how to do sorcery, or maybe it was a goddess, I don't remember. No, it was her, because she, she was one of the Celestials, and the Celestials are dragons, and the dragons stole well, she was power the, no, from her the idea, gods. Her idea was to bone humans to give them blood to be yeah, correct. That also that. was part of it. Yeah. 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 Well, that was that, that the dragons like collectively stole... But dragons did steal magic from the gods, and yes. then some of the dragons liked humans. I don't think, I don't think they stole magic stole? from the gods. The gods' problem with the dragons was that they were just kind of creating their own system that didn't involve the gods anymore. It was kind of like spitting in the gods' face, uh, you know, sort of like, uh, you know, in biblical terms, like the pa- Tower of Babel, where they're like, hey, we're all humans, we can all communicate, let's just build a giant tower, frick the gods, we'll build a tower that goes all the way up there. And yeah. the guy was like, no. And that's basically and one, what happened here, is they were like, enough. hey, what if we just create our own system where we all talk to each other, and we kind of have our own magical society called the Yggdrasil system, and uh, we don't need the gods anymore, you know, frick them. And the gods were like, well, now hold up, now hold up a second, we made you. And then tried smiting them down completely. Uh, and then so they got into a fight where a lot of them were wiped out. And then because all of the men of the celestial race were wiped out from this poison, uh, the one girl was like, hey, what if we boned humans? They were like, that's just selfish. And she's like, well, going to do it anyway. And that's kind of where we are. Yeah. Give that wrap Okay, up for that's you. the one. Nice job. <laughs> so, but anyway... Uh, fuck all that, because they're <laughs> evil demon dogs that live in this theater, and puppet people, and a lady bandit who's a death instructor who's there for reasons that yeah, are never they just, explained. They just assume that they're bandits from the moment they see these people. They're like, these people are bandits. And you're like, no no one's told you that. Like, why did uh, you, you just know that? Well, there's never an explanation as to why she's there. No, there isn't. Yeah, she that, just there, goes. There's no reason for her to be there. 
because as a as a member of the church, she's supposed to know what this place is about, but she's just there for some reason. Anyway, so the 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 death. We also don't lady, figure out who her goons are. They're just presumably no, more no. Kim Luckian people. <laughs> like they're just there. Know, there's a bunch of goons outside being killed by demons. Oh, they're dogs. so good. One of them literally yes. says, "Please, please, you have to hurry." Uh, my our our boss, yeah. the the oh. lady, she's in there. Something's wrong. Ah! It gets taken <laughs> off by a fucking demon dog, and he's like, "Well, I guess now I have to do it." He died. <laughs> but oh also, God, I yes. like. I wasn't that, gonna do it, but then yeah. he died, and I couldn't tell him I wasn't gonna I, do it. Yeah. So now I have to do it. But right before that, because that was one of my favorite scenes. Right before that, though, he goes, "Oh my God, you have to help us." And Orphan just goes, "Yeah, I think they're all dead." And he goes, "What?" And he looks around. There's literally a hundred <laughs> dead bodies around him. He's like, <laughs> "Oh my God!" Wow, that was <laughs> yeah, quick. He somehow didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just assumed there was a fight going. Everyone's dead. Oh, boy. <laughs> I was hearing the barking and the screaming, but I, it could have been anything. I didn't think my men were dying. <laughs> the oh, my they God, they're all dead. Orphan, this, this show has a way of delivering lines so terribly that it makes me laugh every time <laughs> because no one knows how to have a conversation in a way that a normal person would. And I, yes. I just want more of that. I want to watch season three now. Yeah. <laughs> The the very first opening of this second season is of uh, the death instructor chick, whatever her name, Machen, talking to her goons. And I had to roll it back to try to understand what they were saying because it sounds like it's recorded on like through like a tin can. I, I mean, it was it's like atrociously bad how the audio starts. And yeah. there's just like variants throughout the entire show where depending on who you're talking to, they might be recording on a mic like ours or they could be recording on their laptop microphone. In the, yeah. It's in the, fantastic. In the opening scene, the, the shot is centered on like the big portion of the map and the guys are like, uh, we we got to go like 200 miles this way, and his like finger goes off screen. It's like, why are you why are you not following where he's going? <laughs> Camera like, why pan. Are you, why are you showing me this map just to show me it has like a picture of the the? Wait, what are we doing here? <laughs> he's just off screen pointing at something, and I'm staring at a map I know nothing about. Going, okay, they're gonna go somewhere. Oh, yep. So uh, after we get in there, I don't know if there's anything really fun to talk about other than uh, the fact that there's a there's a puppet person, which is apparently like the third or fourth time we fought a puppet person. And they again, like every time there's a puppet man on screen, we have to get the entire fucking background of the entire yes. magic system so they can tell me that this is, in fact, an evil puppet. That's well, going yeah, to attack you with magic they have a new from the Nornir. You see, the Nornir yeah. are descendants of the <laughs> Celestials. They you see, the Celestials glyphs. were the ones who originally took uh, uh, sorcery from the dragons and gave it to humans by fucking them. So the thing is, the Kimluck Church hates sorcerers because of that. Well, they anyway, don't hate all sorcerers. They just no. hate human sorcerers. Well, they only recently, but also a long time ago, hated it because the Pope is an asshole. But, uh, you know, we're, we're not there but the yet. the Pope is also imagine, one of the... Oh, yeah, I shouldn't spoil. The Pope if, is an asshole. Imagine if everybody, every time they wanted to introduce something, they just read the Silmarillion from J.R.R. Tolkien. That's what it feels <laughs> That's like. What like it feels every like. time a new character comes in, they're like, well, got to give you the whole backdrop again. Buckle up. Yeah. So, uh... Uh, what, what, let, let's just There's skip not to a the ton city. to talk. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. They fuck, get in... fuck the plot because he sees a play about again. Did you know that there are these things called the Celestials? And all the way back in the day, you see they're the ones who stole the sorcery from the ancient dragon gods or whatever, and by fucking humans. So that's the play he gets to see. Some information that he has relayed to us about eighteen times by now. 
and for some reason this is the this is the super play that only one person is supposed to see if you're worthy and yeah, then he and sees it and it's got no important information in it at all they also keep baiting this shit out over and over again where they're like oh the humans will be eradicated and then they look at uh at uh what's his face um orphan and it's like oh um hey are you here to actually um get the information cuz uh we we have this like we got like an infographic thing in the back and we mm-hmm. have to show you specifically and you're like oh oh okay maybe he's going to like get shown this infographic no jokes on you the dolls just try and murder him again while shouting all the humans need to be eradicated and then again they'll just look at him and go do you, do you want to see the infographic though like i mean it is actually yeah. really important that you see this infographic and i don't understand why this happens like several times this happens too it's He'll just fight them and then get along with them the next moment. I, I don't. Maybe it's like a weird anime thing. I don't know. I guess. I guess. So when we get to the city, we get to my favorite part, which is uh, Orphan comes up with an absolute genius plan to sneak into the city, where uh, the sorcerers are not allowed. So the deal yep. is that this is the Kim Look Church. They hate sorcerers because the Pope's an asshole. Uh, even though they worship the goddess who literally gave sorcerers power in the first place. Nobody understands how that works, and they're, they're not allowed in. So he says, okay, we're in the poor part of town, and we could just walk into here, but we have to get into the richer part of town, and only, only merchants get in there. So we're going to hide on a fucking like, merchant train thing, and we're just going to walk in, right? No, actually, Orphan has to pretend to be the bodyguard of a fucking uh, death instructor, which is the Rose Girl that they met earlier. No, well, he's not even a bodyguard. He's just what, helping yeah. her unload the, vent, Something. the wagon. But like the thing is, is that like this this idea this never works once. Not a no. single person ever looks at him being like, "Oh, hey, there's a death instructor," and some fucking Someone guy. Else. And everyone's like, "Hey, uh, how come you're with the death instructor?" They don't ever do that. He's like, "Oh, my perfect plan. It was ruined by women, dude. Your plan didn't work ever." Not for a second. Not even a single like solitary citizen of this place saw that death instructor, instantly recognized her, and went, and who's that fucking guy? Every time. Every single time. Yeah, it legitimately worked on no one. Like and and also even the people that like believed it in the slightest of like, you know, like there's these three goons that are like, but I wanted to protect the death instructor. And then they decide to fight him, and he brings out his elbows again. So that scene is totally worth it. He's just elbowing people off, like, walls and stuff like that. Also, like, I know I don't know how to fight, but at one point in time, he drags a man to the ground by his elbow, or by his his wrist. So he's Mm -hmm. like, this man's looking at the ground, and then in the very next scene, he just lightly pushes on this guy's wrist, and he flies off onto his back. And I'm like, you know, I that's not how weight works. Who, Who made this scene? Like... You know that when you have someone's like weight and momentum, you take them in that direction. You don't push them against it. Like you're, you're acting like a seesaw. It's very weird. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, even like the people that tend to believe this bit, they believe it only in so far as to say, well, she doesn't need a bodyguard. Like, but even th- and then, you have like the double agent. Are you going to talk about the double agent? He's yeah, my yeah, favorite. Yeah, character. but like he he's he's also my favorite character. He is by far my favorite character. <laughs> because. <laughs> Basically, every single line delivery of this betrayer character is just the funniest fucking thing in the world. So uh, <laughs> they, they're in this convoy. The plan doesn't work. They get blown up because the wolf god kitten blows up a building that falls on Orphan. Yeah, head. she just fucking pops out and is like, She pops right. out for no reason. 
completely unprompted and starts talking about some shit that nobody was talking about and then blows something up and then drops orphan oh, a rock on or on orphan's head and then he falls unconscious when they wake up they've just been rescued by a guy with some wraps on his head who is highly fucking suspicious at all times he starts immediately interrogating them but also saying he's going to help them None of this yeah. ever makes any sense. And when you find out what he is later, it makes even less sense. No, his whole character, like his character's fun, but his motivations and like the weird somersaults they do, I do not understand. Yeah. And that's like, honestly, this character is a nutshell other than how he's like kind of good is like a nutshell of everything that we find in this anime. Yeah. There are, there are character motivations that change on a dime they react inexplicably to new information and they always have like third tier different plans. Like, you know, here's what I'm saying. Here's what other people have told you. And here's actually what I'm going to do. And somehow all of it is theoretically connected. The only thing that makes him cool. It's supposed to be a twist, even though that's not how any of that works. Not how any of it works. Also, and it makes the only thing cool about him is he like lives for three episodes so you can understand what he's doing and you can understand that none of it makes any sense. But when he's dead, that's it. We're done. Like, I yeah. don't have to try and connect him into the greater world. His, his name is name. And whenever he's dead, he's dead. And that's all. Mm-hmm. So uh, he, he basically explains that, oh, don't worry about your shitty plan. That was never going to work. I yeah. got a new plan. We're going to go into the deep, dank, dark sewers, and we're going to walk up that way. He's like, oh, okay, that sounds like a good plan. Yeah, except it's been raining a lot, and it's really super fucking dangerous. Yeah, it's really bad. Oh, oh, okay, well, that's no problem. We'll, we'll, just, we'll just believe you. We'll just be careful. You saved me that one time. Remember when you, when you had me completely dead to rights, and you just picked me up off of the ground and walked me somewhere else? You could have killed me at any time. I trust you now. Oh, thanks, great. Okay, so we, we set one foot in the sewers. Ha-ha! I betrayed you, you fucking idiot! You're so fucking stupid! Okay, dude. Well, the we can just leave. Nope, nope, no, you can't. Because guess what? I'm the greatest fucking death instructor who ever fucking lived. Do you know why? Do you know why I am? Uh, no, I didn't really want to know why i i can pretty much see because i do tons of drugs that's right i did so many drugs that (laughs) i look 40 that's how many drugs i did yeah he cut a deal with god and then started taking a hashish which is like not a drug that would give you infinite speed like first of all first of all they called him a hashish because uh, you're right they did because they called him a hashish because that's a, that's the word they their word for assassin who does drugs. They have yep. to have a special word for assassin who does drugs. Amazing. So he's on he's on fucking roids. He looks forty. He's bald, <laughs> even though he's seventeen. And he says it was all worth it so that I could match you know <laughs> speed with sorcerers who could shoot lasers out of their face. Also, I took you to a place where you couldn't use sorcery too good because the walls are all shaky 
and full of water because it's the sewers or it's stinky or something. I See, don't but know. like this guy's the only one with like a consistent plan, which is I will sacrifice everything so that I can fight you and I'll put you in a place where I actually might have a chance. And yeah. like by comparison to the quote unquote, you know, logic of the rest of this show, that is this man is a literal genius and it's a shame he was wasted. He like wasted his life as a genius just to fail in this way. Yeah, it, it, you almost feel bad for him because at the end of I the day, do. he's not the main character and he can't possibly do enough drugs to counteract the plot armor that all of the main yep. characters have. He's um he's the character that takes off the weighted vest in Naruto, whatever that guy is. Um, I don't remember his name, but I know that like You're he takes about off. Lee? Yeah, Rock Lee, thank you. Yeah, like vest, he takes off weighted like uh like anklets ankle or whatever. Things, so yeah. yeah, my bad. So like, but my point is like he takes off these weighted things, and then all of a sudden he is like actually you know in competition with Naruto, but he's not the main character, so he's never allowed to win. But like he is the character that like should be the main character. He is actually yeah. inspirational. Yeah. He doesn't. He actually worked for the things he get, has gotten, and like he doesn't have all these weird blood lineages and stuff. Like I want a character about my boy that's seventeen and. Is is apparently a hashish, whatever that means. He's a hashish <laughs> brother. <laughs> he is. Just, I like when he looks Fucking directly awesome. when he looks directly into Orphan's eyes and goes, "Would you believe I'm 17?" Look at what it did to me. Look at it. Yells into Orphan's soul. <laughs> I I also love how when so as a setup of this and Jay, you, you kind of hit on this, but I just want to take it beat by beat. They are revealed in the streets to be like sorcerers. A man had run up to them before that saying, I'm a religious nut job. And then that man saves them from the streets, brings them inside, tells him he's actually working with the sorcerers, then takes them to a bar where they have to fight off people that do believe he is actually a Kim Luck nut job because mm -hmm. they are also Kim Luck nut jobs. They go into a back room where it is still not revealed that he is working for the sorcerers. It's still believed he's working for the Kimlock Church as a nut job. They are allowed to go into this, this uh, well. Right before they go into the well, the barkeep, who is also someone that is of the Kimlock faith, looks at our main character, who he believes is the Kimlock faith, and says, don't trust the guy who went in the basement, who I also believe to be of the Kimlock faith. <laughs> Something feels fishy about him. For yeah. some reason, our main character says, "Oh, shut up! <laughs> I will trust you." And like he, he like gives like he he goes into the well anyway. But he does give this man credence. Like as as the audience, we are being told that this random barkeep is more trustworthy than the person that we've been introduced to. As Another being, man from Kimlick and the Kimlick okay, face is ratting right, each other out. Listen, let's be a little fair. They explain that away not too they? long after. Yes. Okay. Because when, when Orphan goes, I know you're a spy the whole time, he goes, when did you know? He goes, back when we were in our tent, I was pointing a spell at you, but you didn't notice, meaning you weren't a sorcerer. Because right, a sorcerer would have noticed. It no, doesn't so, make sense so, the barkeep would know, this is my point. No, 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 so no, no like, you're just, right. The barkeep may not know, but Orphan going, yeah, for sure. No, the barkeep really should just, know, because everyone in Kimluk knows every single death instructor by name and face okay, and that's reputation. That's a great point. Every, <laughs> they know all of them by sight. That's why his plan never so worked, because everyone's like, the... why are you with Machen? That death instructor everybody knows. <laughs> But then why does the barkeep look and tell? So, like, if anything, that means the barkeep should be in league with name, the, the death instructor that's yes. bald. Yes, he but should. But then why would no, the barkeep no, no, no. warn it's... 
the because, sorcerer because it's to not shown, trust him. Because in the scene after that barkeep is killed because it turns out yeah. that he's trying to turn against the Kimluck Church because he doesn't believe that like the right because then it then it goes into the whole like later on it goes into the whole Machin and then our guy from the first season, right. the original Dead right. Eater. So this guy is just part of like the revolution so within that the Kimluck Church. But that would imply that the barkeep knows that our main character is actually not with the Kimluck Church, and that is the reason why he is warning him ahead of time about name the Death yes. Instructor. Yes. That does not make sense. No. That makes fundamentally <laughs> zero sense. No, no, we how, know how this. This does not know? make any sense. We know this. Yeah, and that's my point. Is there are like 14 layers deep for just this one thing where this guy's like a triple agent? And that's why this show is incredible to me. Like all these characters have perfect knowledge of everyone else around them and act against their against their motivations. It never makes sense. I And yeah. I love it for that. Yeah, no, it never makes any sense. And it's just so goddamn fun. So yeah, uh, they're in the basement. They're fighting it out. Well, against honestly, the hashish. I, I, fuck, fuck that, because like he just wins, right? Because like there's nothing really exciting no, see, that happens guy's, in the fight. I don't know. I love this guy so much, though. Like, <laughs> I I will so, forever remember the part where he says, "I I do I do a lot of drugs. Look at me. I'm 17." Yeah. And, it, and he's got he's got a face that looks like fucking like uh, fucking Bruce Willis. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, I, I love Doing this drugs character. made me bald. I just have the smallest amount of respect for him because again, he's the only bad guy in this show that has a plan that at least has the yeah. smallest iota of sense no, to he it. He deserves <laughs> tons of credit. Tons of credit. Really, truly. And then of but, course he dies for it. <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't know. I guess there's not much more to add about our boy. The only other thing I'll no. say is this is the apparently the first time ever that orphan has killed a man which will they will remind you of so was many this times the first time because i, I don't thought know. he That's also killed his duplicate in season one i can never get this shit straight i I'm don't remember not he, he like definitely makes an attempt to not murder people it seems but like i thought literally that name the death instructor cursed orphan because whenever Orphan does kill him, he was like, I couldn't control myself. I, I had to murder. But like, but well, like, how many times they fucking say it? It sounds like they're cursed, but he's not. It cursed. sounds like it was. Cause like, name like eyes him up is like, I hope that you use your life in the same way I lived mine or something like that and basically curses him. So I was like, okay, that must be what's happening. No, no, it's just a crisis of faith, uh, faith of Orphan because apparently he murdered one man. And now, because he's murdered one person who absolutely would have murdered him, he is mm -hmm. convinced that he will murder everyone he loves, including Ozzie. Yeah, it's fascinating. <laughs> it's 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 like you know how they always have to be like, "Oh, Batman doesn't kill." That's what makes him different, and like that never makes any sense. But yeah. they have to constantly like bring it up all the time because otherwise, he like has no other personality trait, like yes. meaningful personality trait. So. This entire time, like, this guy's thing is like, I will never kill because that's what got me kicked out of the academies because they wanted me to kill. And I'm like, okay, and now you killed. So what's different? And it's like, well, everything has to be different. Otherwise, it was meaningless for me to have never killed this entire time. Yes, exactly. It's not like, you know, sometimes it's okay and sometimes it's not is a perfectly reasonable stance to have. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to be hard in the paint, I will never kill. That's kind of dumb, if anything. But I yeah. I've had this argument recently with someone about like the the Snyderverse movies because he was like I don't know man I think they're fine I'm like 
but the Batman as a character sucks. Like he's not that good. So like no. if you're telling me there's only two things to make Batman Batman, which is he refuses to kill and he refuses to use guns. That is the only thing that really makes him Batman. And Snyder is and like, they do both no, of he'll things. do both. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, well, then what the fuck is the point of this? Like, I, I'm I'm convinced, and I, I don't think this was like me that came up with this, that Snyder just truly hates the like IP he gets to work with and no, wants to do I, I think as the opposite bad problem. of a job as he can. I think well, Snyder think is the ultimate fascist, and he just genuinely well, doesn't true. understand that like this is not the characters. You know what I mean? Like he, yeah, that's he, that's why that's why I'll always say he was the perfect director for Watchmen because he was the one director in the entire world who would not get the joke, like he would not be in on it because he okay, really just is, is that fascist. He'll I mean, just, that he'll also just lines make up fucking with... Watchmen and make everyone seem yeah, cool because exactly. he thinks they're cool, and it's like, brother, yeah, that's not the point. But I'm very yeah, glad that you're up here Warshack, please. because you're the only person who would think that. <laughs> Only I mean, it also fits with that. like him making 300 and just being like, yeah, yeah, dude, these guys are like literally the pinnacle of all manhood. And, it's like, and, they like were gay as shit. Like, I, which is that, fine. Gay men are men, but what was the one? The, the one the with the girls it. in the sex dungeon and they have imaginations oh, that's World War II steampunky. Oh, you know yeah, shit. I've never seen this, but I know I what you're talking about. I keep wanting to say it's like Baby Driver, but I think it's got it's a really not stupid. It. It's not Baby Driver. No, 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 it's not. Baby Driver no, is a good baby movie. Dri- baby Driver is good. No, um, I, I mean, like, it's got, I thought, like, the main character's it's a really name long was Baby name. for some reason. No, it's it's really, hold on, I got it. It's, um, fuck, actually, I, I'm gonna it's find like it Atomic faster something, than you, something. motherfucker. Sucker Punch, well, producer, fuck you. Oh, damn, I thought it was called Sucker Punch, not even close. Yeah, Sucker Punch. It, it was about the, I assume that those was girls bad. who are trapped in the whatever, in the in the sex asylum, and they're all getting graped. And but except that they deep at night they have an imagination that they're conquering the world, but really they're wow. escaping from jail because they're getting lobotomized. <laughs> Or something. I don't you know, know why anyone likes this movie. It's very bad and very uncomfortable. Do, do you know what else Snyder did? Because I didn't know this. And like no one will have seen this movie but me. But he did The Legend of the Guardians, The Owls of Gohul. Yes, yes. Oh, what the fuck? Why did he, he did do, do that? that. Well, like you some know, sometimes animated show. that phone stops and starts ringing, okay? You gotta, I you guess. gotta obey the phone. God damn. What a... What a very talented uh, he does director. his fucking best, okay? Let him be. It, I mean, at least we know his style, which is everything is just a little bit too dark in the scene. Like, his you're relying style, on just, like, yeah, blonde-haired well, goons running around so you can, like, identify where people are on the screen. He's never making another movie, so it is what it is. God damn, this trailer is rough for fucking sucker. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean he's not making another one? He's going to make so many. Are you kidding? Yeah, he, I thought he wasn't making any more. Oh, whatever. Anyway, I don't know, man. So I feel like he's never going to stop. Fucking the, the show, Sorcerer's Stabber, oh, yeah, Orphan. Yeah, yeah, Orphan. After, after we break through, um, after we break out of the dungeon and beat the drug-addicted 17-year-old, uh, we learn, this is where we get the lore dump. And the lore dump is the most simultaneously confusing and hilarious lore dump I think we've ever seen because no part of it is necessary. So no, just to, just to recap the lore dump, and I'll do super fast if I can. Childman existed a long time ago. Yep. And he was around when 
he was like the first ever sorcerer or maybe one of the, the one of the first sorcerers maybe the pope was the first sorcerer i forget somebody's the first sorcerer ever the first man who was ever born of a of a fucked dragon plus human hybrid yep and the deal is that childman wanted to avert the destruction of the human race because eventually the gods got pissed that uh, humans had sorcery so they were coming down to just wipe the slate so he gets sent forward in time to be reincarnated so that he, in a future, which, by the way, doesn't delay the destruction of humans at all. So don't really, not really sure I get that one. But he gets sent forward in time to prevent a future disaster so that he can train up a bunch of other people, theoretically, who will be able to avert the end of the world. Yep. Now, technically All speaking, that checks out. <laughs> so j- just to be clear, so so let's say, for example, like someone comes up to you and says, oh, my God, the world's going to end in 300 years. I'm going to send you 298 years in the future so that you can avert this. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, Why don't I just right stay here and start fixing it now? He's like, oh, but you won't be alive then. Yeah, but hey, if I, the whole point is for me to train people. I feel like I could start right now, train a bunch of people, and then like over the years – keep control over that lineage and like instill in them some values so that 300 years in the future, they can deal with it. I thought that's what I would do. No, 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 no. I'm going to send you into the future and an undetermined time. I have no idea when it is, but you will avert a future disaster. I have no idea when it is. And I just hope that you are not too close, not too far, and certainly not past it when you will open your eyes to avert this disaster. I do feel like we need to be careful here because we're stepping really, really close to our uh, sponsor for this episode and uh, (gasps) how they made The Tomorrow War. Wow. Because that is what they do there, and that was a good movie. Can't stress enough that Amazon does make good movies, only good movies. And when they send people forward in that movie, it was was a good thing. Um, Yeah. And also... uh, Oh wait, no! That other anime that we watched forever ago actually sent her into the past. That what was it when she came back and like opened Plunderer. up her chest? So that Plunderer. Yeah, she went to the past. That was a bad one because she went to the past. That was stupid. Mm-hmm. But it was good in Tomorrow War, and I think it's good here too because we're sponsored by Amazon. Mm-hmm. Producer, can we, we? We are getting paid for that, right, producer? That's right. Actually, the check bounced. This the worst fucking movie I've ever seen. Wait, the check from Amazon bounced? Yeah, it did. Wow. Turns okay. out he laid off all the people who, uh, you know, were, were a part of that. Huh. Anyway, okay. more importantly here, uh, what we got to talk about is that... More important than Tomorrow that, War? So, d- yeah, more important than Tomorrow War and our lack of money. So uh, in the future, Childman has been sent here just to avert this disaster. Instead of averting it himself, which for no apparent reason, he decides to train a bunch of children to master some techniques that he already has so that they can avert the disaster. And just, you know, just to review what's going on here, one of those is Orphan, and the other is Ozzy. And supposedly, Ozzy this entire time knew the whole plan, but they just never told it to Orphan, because he wasn't willing to kill. So, and then Ozzy kills Childman, one of right. the only people who can wield all of these super strong magics because apparently he just can't help with the end of the world anymore. And then Osley, who's 
entire deal is that she can turn into a spooky ghost and help another spooky ghost of a dead lady who's not dead yet <coughs> push back a god through a hole, uh, uh, a void vagina. Oh, my God. The, the hole, though. Yeah, the, the, the void vagina. Actually, the coolest shit about this... Uh, <laughs> actually, the coolest shit about this series was just seeing this nun being choked out by an otherworldly like arm. <laughs> yeah, there's a hand coming out of the void <laughs> vagina and th- it's just choking a lady. Yeah, it's just choking this nun and you're like, "Oh, she must be dead and she's been dead for several hundred years." No, no, she's alive. She's just like slowed down time or something, so it's a constant struggle between her not being choked out and being choked out mm-hmm. it's very odd uh i this is like something that if you put this into elden ring and like that like that idea i'd be like yeah all right like this could be like in a from software thing where some some bitch is just being choked throughout all of time well, and you yeah, have to, you, you, have you to touch you You're touch like, an old you touch an old statue and then it would crumble into dust and then the entire world would crumble into dust around you and it would start swirling and be like whoa i'm back in time now but like <laughs> That's how it would do it, and this one was just like, uh, it's choking a bitch through time and space, and you gotta, you gotta fix it, brother, by turning into a spooky ghost and helping her stop getting choked. Also, no, that- orphans here. <laughs> For some also, reason. like this is the god that everyone knew about. Wait, no, hold on. This is the god that our main bad guy knew about, but none of his followers knew about. And no. it's well, the god the pope of the was lying since church. day one. Because that's yeah. the other funny part. There's a pope, right? So, there like, I, th- I know the question you've all, you've all been asking: How come a church that worships the gods it hates sorcerers, since, or specifically celestials, since celestials were the ones who gave people that power? How does that make sense? Well, the answer is that they would have been on the side of the sorcerers this entire time if it wasn't for the fact that the very first worshiper, the very fucking first who is a sorcerer, uh, became the pope of a church and of a goddess. he accidented his way into that. And then like he, he... acted... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but he accidentally his way to being the Pope, but he very much intentionally decided, oh, well, I'm the Pope of this entire religion. I've decided that for no apparent reason, I'm going to go against what my goddess literally told me and make an entire like community and I'm going to live forever and I'm going to pretend to speak for the goddess while just telling nothing but lies so that in the future, the end of the world will happen because I want that. That's good. I like that. That's fun. Yeah, I don't. So many of these characters come out of the woodwork, and you are just sort of expected to give a shit about them, and then they reveal who they are, like the Pope, where it's just some dude that made the religion and is convinced that he has to be murdered by powderman or child field, mm-hmm. chi- childman powderfield, and then like also it's not true, and some of his death instructors know that it's not true. And, like, also some of them only find out that he's a doll because now he's a doll and he's not a human. Mm-hmm. There's so many questions. And well, he, he's we a doll so... because he made a doll of himself all the way back when so that right, he, would, but... he would be forever. But, like, no one knew that except for that, that blind girl. And that blind girl wasn't blind. And also I don't know who she was, but she had to die <laughs> because Nobody she was... Nobody knows who she was. No, there's just, like... 
listener, dear dear I, listener. I thought there, she there was, was a death blind instructor for a while. I thought she was too. Like they were doing that big reveal where like there's always like a a, a grandiose child badass in these like shonen type things where you have to like you have to beat the whole cadre. It's like a hunter hunter thing, right? And one of them is always just this badass kid. And I'm like, oh okay, this is just like this crying girl that's gonna be like a lunatic. No, she's just some crying girl that gets too close to the Pope. And the Pope gets angry at her, grabs her by her throat, and was like, clearly you can see that man because you wouldn't have noticed his feet falling in the way that you claimed you noticed. And she went, uh, yeah, sorry, you got me. And then he said, oh, also, because I am the one choking you out, and I'm the one holding you towards my face right now, you can see that I'm not a human, and in fact, I'm actually a doll, which means now you have to die. And he <laughs> kills her. Like, yeah, it's just, who is it's this character? Why it's I? It's truly fascinating. And that's the reason why our main bad guy, who I don't even remember his name, he has these wings, but he's another death instructor. That's because that girl dies. That's the reason why he confronts the Pope and is like, yo, Pope, what the fuck? You're not a human. You're actually a doll. And then the Pope's like, uh, yeah, weird, JK. This is actually all your fault that she's dead, not mine. I, yeah. I just, I don't even it's know how to process fault. this information. Somehow. Like there's so many answers given in this ep or in this in this show to questions I never had, and then there are no answers to the questions I want answered. Like who are these characters? Why do I give a fuck about them? Yep. Uh, yep. 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 It's exhausting. I mean, it was a lot of fun, but it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. What the fuck were you talking about? I think you were trying to explain the logic of some character. Look, it, it's fine. All that matters is that. We understand that nothing about Childman's plan makes any sense because he, like, there's no reason for Orphan to exist. Ozzy no. does yeah, everything herself. <laughs> yep. And he also doesn't even stop Ozzy. No. Which he, is he his lets Ozzy kill him for no good reason. And then when you try to figure out why that happened, it's just like, no, there's nothing there. So and like our main character doesn't stop Osley like he's supposed to either. Like there's like a prophecy that he's going to stop her and he just doesn't. Right. Well, there's a prophecy. It's not even really a prophecy. It's just like a bunch of people are like, wow, you're the only one who Childman trained how to resist these like white magic techniques. And then he only taught white magic to Osley. That seems right. like a weird coincidence. <laughs> it's not yep. a, it's not a prophecy. It just makes sense. Right. But like, why is she supposed to be stopped by him? I, because I, she was murdering a bunch of other fucking sorcerers for some goddamn reason. Right, Another like, thing that is never explained. I, I don't know. So much I, don't know. I, I don't know. Nothing understand. ever makes sense. All we know is that supposedly there are all these rumors about why they were trained these certain things in this certain way. And it turns out the answer is no, there isn't a reason for any of those things trained that certain way. It's just. They 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 gave a the good training to Osley and the bad training to Orphan. That's it. Nothing he was trained in how to do mattered at all here because he didn't know white sorcery, so he couldn't turn into a spooky ghost, and he didn't know good enough black sorcery to take out the Pope. So who gives a shit? Osley did everything. These characters feel like they were given a horoscope by like 
or like an like an oracle that was like fake was like you are destined to do this and they were like oh uh okay uh, well this seriously. must be yeah. it yeah dead serious and the oracle's like oh thank god they left like i i just wanted to finish making my lasagna yeah <laughs> they're just like running around the world convinced at any moment that this is what their destiny is going to look like and then the show never pays that off or mm-hmm. or if it does it's completely unintelligible like i, I don't know it seemed like it changed scene to scene why they were doing what they were doing. Like, yeah. let's just like a very small example. So in the last series, the last season of this, Ozalie kills Childman after mm-hmm. body swapping with him. And then she gets away. And then our main character is like, I'm going to chase after her because she's my sister. Okay. All right. I can still follow that. But then... Ozalie is being is trying to pursue why Childman like wanted them to do what they were doing and she needs answers and she's convinced she'll find them in Kimlook. So instead of asking Childman, she killed him and is now trying to find what's left of his answers after but he's still, dead. But still did exactly what he wanted her to do. Also, yes. Also And he could have just told him what they what he wanted her to do. Orphan also told her that she could return home to the Spire at any time she wanted and that her life would just go on as normal, despite the fact that she murdered the man that is the mentor of the only people left in the Spire. Well, yeah, but but like like, nobody wants her back. Everyone thought it was Orphan because she put she blamed Orphan. She pinned everything on him. So she oh, could go back because of that, but that's it. That's the only reason. It, it's like again, like none of this makes any sense. No, there's like so many. It just feels like uh, like a, a truck of red herring drove by, yeah. and they just leave everything on the ground. And you are the one that's supposed to pick it up, and then apparently you're supposed to figure out that you need to do a puzzle entirely based on red herring, and you have to just figure out which ones are the edges. I guess mm-hmm. it, it doesn't make any sense. This whole show is so confusing. Yep. But uh, yeah, after that, I'm not sure what God, there is what left to at? talk about. Where, where are we? Well, we're at the end, really, because all that happens after this is Osley turns into a spooky ghost, kills herself to shove a yeah. But is she dead? A g- she goddess. just said she turned into like a, a whatever man. Thing. All I know is she turned into a spooky ghost version of herself that was naked. She went up into the ongoing yeah, choke naked, slam and then shoved the goddess back into the void vagina, and then there was nothing left of any of them. So. Crisis avoided? Well, not even crisis avo- avoided because, yeah, because they the tell Pope you that it's going to come back. The river says, you'll come back eventually, idiot. Ha <laughs> And he dies. Magic. I don't know what to do with this show. Like, this is definitely, if this was on its own, it would definitely have won a season. But it mm-hmm. is also, like, impossible to describe. Like, this is one of those ones where I kind of just need whoever's listening to go watch a little bit of it. Because, like, I don't know what to diagnose for you because of how much exposition was dumped on me. Over, like, overwhelming amounts. Every other, like, scene was one character looking at another character and exposition dumping. It got Mm -hmm. to the point where we had one character say, okay, sir, I think you should, like, stop explaining this now. Like and that was Quo, the like main bad guy, telling the Pope to stop talking, because he's just <laughs> like because it, 
he literally is like, I already know all of what you're saying and no one else is in the room. What are you doing? Like, I I don't know what to do with that. Oh, well, I'll laugh. I had a good time with it. Yeah. No, overall, Sorcerer's Stabber Orphan delivers again. Yes, it, it can't, does. It can't. It's just, sure. it, it's this magical mix of absolute nonsense, edgy shit made up by a 14-year-old, but at the same time, it never gets boring because it's constantly trying to dump new like plot reveals on you. And because none of it makes any sense, you just have to stare at it morbidly, desperately trying to figure out like what you're looking at. And you won't. And you will never understand, no matter how long you look. I just wanted more time with my hashish. You know, that guy was cool. He had a thing going, and he died for it. But but I guess Orphan will live and then die for him. Mm-hmm. I still don't, it's not really clear on that one. Also, what a dumb way to like gut your your like hamstring your finale by just being like, oh, uh, by the way, uh, Orphan isn't allowed to fight with sorcery anymore. So uh, I get to say, yeah, sorcery's now. gone until ten minutes from now. Yeah, <laughs> he also just gets over happen. it. He's given an inspirational speech by Ozalie, like as she's dying, um, to be like you are who you were as a child. Get over it and murder. And he's like, you're right. I am who I was as a child. That's (laughs) basically it. Just get over it and fucking murder, you idiot. And and like for a moment, he does get over it. And then it turns out that inspirational speech didn't work. And then later on, he has to inspire himself to be like, no, I am different, but I'm still the same, so I can fight without murdering people. More and then he's fine. For the less I understand. <laughs> also, like, the equipment doesn't make any sense in this show. Like, at one point in time, they explicitly say that uh, Quo is wearing this, like, dragon armor that negates all sorcery. And then later on, he can just be murdered by sorcery, lickety split. Um, it yeah, seems they, like it has something to do with the sword. Though, brother. Yeah. <laughs> the gaps though. <laughs> it's fucking amazing shit, man. Yeah, this whole show is dynamite as usual. I, I also still just cannot believe McDougal got referenced again. Just blows my mind. <laughs> yeah, that well happened. it all started with McDougal, man. He wanted he wanted to break away from the Kimluck Church because he wanted to have guns to kill sorcerers, unlike the other people in the Kimluck Church who just wanted to kill sorcerers normal style. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, man. Amazing. I, like that, I think that's that all I have. That was the sticking point was guns. It was like, listen, I'm going to kill them too, but I'm not going to use a gun. That's disgusting. What do you mean it's disgusting? Look at it. It's got like six barrels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never look at that again. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. Yep. That's all I got. Uh, this It was something. Watch it. Yeah, mm-hmm. genuinely watch it. I'm going to watch season three. I want to see what happens. Where does Orvin go next? Probably the same place he always goes. What is the Nowhere. next one called? What's the next season called? It has oh, something. I just pulled it oh, here up. we go. Hold season on. three. I got it. You got it. All right. Season uh, three. Oh, I lied. It still just says Urban Rama. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, and right. then the next one is Doom of Dragons Sank Dungeon Sanctuary. Sanctuary. <laughs> Doom of Dragons Sank. Well, it was cut off till I clicked on it. All right, listen here. I just love. Hey man, looking at season three, days. we got all our favorite characters. We got Orphan. We got. We got the dwarves. We got the we lady got Cleo with the cat. and magic. <laughs> the man also, whose name is Also, how about the, the one dwarf that was actively just like not incel, but like very misogynistic 
Just oh, like extremely. at any given moment, he's like, yeah, and that Ozzy bitch. And you're like, okay, like, why are you so angry at this chick? And like, at one point in time, one of the characters calls him out. I was like, do you just like hate for no reason? I mean, they're yeah. also just obnoxious. So like they sh- they could just die and I wouldn't care, but. It's great. All right, it's I'm great. done. I'm done with this show. I'm done talking about it too, but it's fun. Yeah, same here. It was yeah. fun. It's just like way more enjoyable to watch. Just want to do it again. Yeah. Which we'll yeah, I'm not going to get there. Point. We could just watch season three for next season. I wouldn't be opposed to that. I'd like to see what happens. Keep up with our buddy Orphan. Mm-hmm. But that right. does bring us to uh, to what we're going to do next week. That is the question. I um, think we're probably just going to do selection next week. Okay. Selection for season oh, for 12, a dozen seasons 12? in. Is that yeah, we're yeah, at? 12. Oof, boy. We are, baby. Boy, howdy. We're getting up there in age. A dozen. One dozen. We're going to be old enough to vote soon. Woohoo. Um, yeah, so Good just selection. Me. Frick. I don't I don't know what we have to look forward to. I guess I'll just take a quick peek. Let's have some let's uh, you know. Let's see. Simulcast season. Oh boy. We looked at this last week after the podcast was over and I can't remember anything. Um Oh no, I I, I have no memory of anything ever. Let's see. Some some titles. Uh we got I got a cheat skill in another world and became unrivaled in the real world too. That's great. Mm. Wonderful. There the I just reading the titles, man, there's plenty to go around in here. Plenty, just, plenty, plenty. Ah, frick, dude. Don't you uh, worry. My one hit kill sister. That could be on here. Who knows? My one stupid. hit kill Sa- sacrificial sister. princess and the king of beasts, which we rightfully guessed was just another Magus Bride knockoff. So let's mm-hmm. see if that makes it again. Who knows? Never know. Uh, um, good lord. I just all right. Any of these is good. That's all I'm hoping for. Yeah, be well. something. Be something. Like, just look at Sorcerer Stab or Orphan and just try to be that. Keep fucking hoping, brother. Keep fucking hoping. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna do. Keep that hope alive. Uh, all right. Well, yeah, Frick. Let's. Uh, we'll just have fun next week selecting all these uh, animes. Let's see if any of them are good. Probably not. But uh, that's what we're here for. So uh, until next week, we'll see you. Bye bye. Bye bye. You and that itchy trigger finger. When you gotta go, brother, you gotta go. Inkeeper!